Welcome to Crossroad Church's Sermon of the Week podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Bob Ellis. Today I'm going to be looking out of 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 5. So if you're there at your homes or you're, you're here with us, you want to just pull out your Bibles or your smartphones, just start looking up 1 Corinthians chapter 3. You can join along with us as we're, as we're reading this scripture together. Um, I, you know, I, when I was a, a young man, I, I had the opportunity to, to work in a furniture factory when I, during the summers. And, and I remember being put on a team of people, a team that uh, w- was, um, was in charge of making these headboards. And, and we would make these headboards, and, and it was important that you worked in a team. In fact, we would, there would be one person on one side and one person on the other, and we would have to put in these, these brackets and these, and these different screws, and, and then we would pass it on down the line. But it was really important that you and the person that you were working with uh, were able to kind of keep in the same pace and the same rhythm. If one guy was slower, then you had all these headboards that piled up behind you. And so it's really important that your co-labor, your co-worker, that you, you were in sync with one another. And, and I remember as a young man, I, I liked the challenge. I liked the speed of, of that. It made the day go by faster. But what really got frustrating is if, if somehow one person was falling behind or maybe someone didn't show up one day and they put a replacement who wasn't used to it and things got slower and that got frustrating. Well, the Bible says that, that Paul addresses the church in Corinth and there's some frustrations that are starting to grow. And, and we're going to jump past some of those and, and he even tells them things like, you know, when I first came to you, I had to, I had to treat you like spiritual babies, and you were, drinking, you were drinking milk and not eating meat, and I really couldn't tell you everything I wanted to tell you. Well, here in verse 5, he, he opens up a little bit more because there's, this, there's a little bit of a, of a struggle, or a, not necessarily a power struggle, but they were putting their, their faith and their hope in different people. And so Paul comes at them with verse 5, and he says, after all, who is Apollos? Who is, a, who is Paul? We are only God's servants through whom you believe the good news. So it's like, who, who led you to the Lord? Was it Paul? Who baptized you? Was it Apollos? Who is the leader that was most influential in your life? And, and, and Paul says, these are kind of things of the world. These are the things that the world deals with. He says, who is Apollos and who is Paul? Weren't they both the same people that brought you the good news that Jesus is the Son of God, that He is the one we're to worship, that He is the one that has brought us life everlasting. Do you know that good news? Anyway, let's keep reading. He says, Each of us did the work the Lord gave us. I planted the seed in your hearts, and Apollos watered it. But it was God who made it grow. It's not important who does the planting or who does the watering. What's important is that God makes the seed grow. The one who plants and the one who waters work together with the same purpose. And both will be rewarded for their own hard work. For we are God's workers. Some translations will say we are his co-workers or fellow workers or co-laborers. And you are God's field and you are God's building. And Paul says it doesn't matter who gets the glory uh, here on earth. Because all the glory should be going back to Jesus in the first place. He's the one who really, through, through his death and resurrection, set us free 
from the condemnation of death. The, the scripture says that Paul is trying to remind them that we can't think of things like the world thinks. In fact, it can get in the way and it can slow down production. He says, some people plant the seed. Some people water the seed. And he's using agricultural terms that would be familiar to them and um, maybe a little less so to us, some of us maybe who are in the city. But if you've got a garden, you understand how that works. You plant the seed. If you don't water it, it's not going to grow. And he, he talks about the different giftings of maybe Apollos or, or himself. And he says, but really neither one of us are that significant. We were just one part of the, uh, of the process. But now he's, he's worried that the production or the growth is going to slow because they've lost sight of what really is important. It's God who is growing the church. It's God who is moving and stirring in the hearts and the souls of mankind Throughout the world, it will be God who will grow his church. And so Paul just reminds him about this, this, this concept. And, and the word in the Greek is sunergas. And it's this, this co-working together. And, it's, and we would even get our word for synergy from that word. And I want to read you what the definition for synergy is. It's the interaction of two or more agents or forces so that their combined effect is greater than the sum of the individual effects. In layman's terms, it's two people are better than one. One person can exhibit and, and exert a force and get some things done. But like it, like it happened on, our, on the bed line that we were making these, we had this assembly line and making these headboards, if one person on the other side wasn't doing his job, well then I would have to move over and do that. And some days it happened like that, where one person was missing from the, the assembly line and, and, and that, the other person would have to do both jobs. So he'd have to put the brackets in, put the screws in, and then he'd have to move to the other side. Well, that drastically slowed production. And, and, and so that idea of sunergos, Paul is saying, we are stronger together. When we work together, then, then God produces the fruit. We are co-laborers with Christ. And, and he's reminding them that the church grows because God, we have decided to be in a partnership with him. Make no mistake about it. Without him, even if there's two or three or 20,000 of us, we're not going to accomplish anything on our, own, on our own efforts. But a synergy or a sunergos with God means that the church will thrive, the church will grow. And Paul said to them, he, said, he says there in, in, in verse 8, The one who plants and the one who waters work together for the same purpose. Church, believers in Christ Jesus... We work together, or should be working together for one purpose. The church in Corinth was losing traction because it had lost sight of its purpose. It started giving thanks and glory to these people who were influential in people's salvations, and, and, and yet it was, it was losing sight of the one who really brought the good news. It was Jesus. Jesus delivered through his body good news to you and I. And it's for that purpose, for that purpose to redeem the world that, that you and I came into understanding of salvation. The scripture says, for the church to continue to grow and to, and to experience what, he's, what God has for us, 
we need to work in synergy with him. We need to be co-laborers. We need to make sure we show up to work. And when people didn't show up to work at the factory, then the production crawled. We're seeing the church crawl right now. It's time for the church to rise back up and say, I work with Christ. We've got to be responsible. We've got to clock in. And, and yes, it's Christ who's going to produce and grow the church. But we've decide, we have to decide again, are we going to be part of that? Uh, and we've got to understand that purpose. The scripture says, though we are co-laborers and not one person is more important, and he was trying to say that, he said, Apollos is important. And I've been important, but there are others who are important, but none is more important than the other. Really, Christ is the most important. He said, but it does matter that you serve and you co-serve with him. The scripture says that you and I will be rewarded for our hard work. And, and, and I would say the same could also be said, because that implies that if you don't put in the work, um, then then that will be taken into consideration as well. And you say, well, I don't see that. I don't read that. It says if you're going to be rewarded for your hard work, then, then that is implying if you don't put in the effort, then, then there will be things that won't come to you. And you say, well, I, that, I, wait a minute, that, that sounds a whole lot like works-based religion. I, I'm not saying that, that if you put your faith in Christ and you're following him, and maybe you've gotten lazy. I'm not saying you won't make it to heaven. But I do believe there are rewards for those who diligently seek him. I do believe, according to scripture, that he has something planned for those. And he, he talks about crowns. And he talks about how he, people will be seated at the table. There's over and over again, scripture talks about the importance of co-laboring with Christ. In fact, when Paul writes most of his letters, he includes different Different people. Um, he names them. These are my co-workers. Without this person, I wouldn't be here. Thanks to this, this co-worker who served when I was sick. Church, you and I are co-laboring with Jesus. And one day there will be rewards passed out for those who've served him diligently. I pray, and it's my, my really deepest prayer, that when I get to the end of my life, he wouldn't say, wow, you were lazy. Good for nothing, servant. Depart from me, for I never knew you. But instead he would say, well done, good and faithful servant. Welcome to my joy. Enter in to the place that I've prepared for you. The Bible says you and I are co-laborers with Christ. It's time to get back to work. It's part, time to start remembering that fellowship with Jesus to understand that that synergy and the, and the growth is God is going to grow the church. But he's called us to be a part of this process. Let's pray. God, I thank you for the church. Thank you for the role of believers in the church. And Lord, if we've lost sight of the purpose and maybe we're looking to man to, um, to, to revive that. Would you just revive us today and remind us that there's a synergy, there's a synergos by working alongside of you. And, and you produce the fruit. Lord, would you, would you use us to the maximum 
amount of energy and effort. Lord, would you, would you get more out of us than we could get out of ourselves? Would you use those weak things that we have to contribute, those weak bodies that we are offering, and would you do amazing things? Not so that we would be remembered, or Paul or Apollos would be remembered, but so that you, Jesus, would be remembered. We pray it in your name. Amen. For more information about this podcast and other ministries, visit crossroadstx.church. Thank you.